Hey, I'm Parker Edison, host of The Parker Edison Project, a podcast that explores black culture as a lifestyle. In our latest episode, hip-hop icon Imani of the Far Side shares tales from his career, including how he eats on world tours. Hey, it's Indian food everywhere. You feel me? Or I can always find some avocados and some tomatoes. I can get a a bottle of a jar of peanut butter or almond butter and just get some crackers. So I'm, I'm real simple, man. That's up next on the PE Project. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. Okay. Uh, like I'm on the show The Wired. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I've never seen that show. <laughs> it's just. The, it's I would just, hope there's a wire because I, you know, it'd be misleading. It, 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 it. There's not a lot of wires. There's actually not a lot of wires, and I haven't watched it either. So. Okay. I'm not like a strong. Um, Reliable you know, source. I'm not though. I'm really not though. Um, give me one second. You are now tuned to the Park Edison Project. Um, I got bit by a dog today. It's a true story. It's a true story. I got bit by a dog. What do you want? Um, but I got bit in North Park. I'm pretty sure the area is North Park. That's not North Park. No, there's no like which park is you are you north of exactly? That's I I didn't know that it had I just thought it was all North Park. That's I was I was off of like 39th and like Marlboro. Yeah, no. Okay, so if that's not North Park, what is it? So pretty sure North Park does not go any east of the 805. Okay. Definitely not almost to, no, definitely not almost to the 15. So where was I if I was on 39th and Marlboro? Um, Normal Heights. That's like, pretty sure it's central Normal Heights. Where's, okay, wait. And then that's east Normal Heights. Southeast Normal Heights? That's southeast, 30, yeah. 39th and like El yeah. Boulevard is like southeast Normal Heights. Yeah. Okay, so where's where's real North Park at? Um, that's a really good question. <laughs> okay, that's fair. You don't have to know. But um, I did actually cheat and look at a map because um, I was wondering myself. Mm-hmm. But North Park is all over the place. I looked at a computer too, and uh, it said that Route 80 was a, a big U.S. highway. And it went from one side of California to the other, from the West Coast to the East Coast. And that El Cajon Boulevard used to be a part of it. And it was like the main East-West road out of San Diego. And that's why 
it's it's like geared to travelers so that's why there's like the lafayette for hotels there's like late night card rooms there used to be strip clubs like tins or lips um like adult entertainment all of that's in that little space um and just so like 30th and like 10. three minutes later university because it led you to the university Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, there was that. The Board of Education was a, I thought it was a university or a school, main school. Because then there, that's in the University Heights area. Mm-hmm. That's like there's a campus drive. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> it's University Heights. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> hey! Yes. Okay. And then maybe that's why then in that the neighborhood of University Heights is, um, wait, because University, wait, North Park doesn't go, El Cajon and I think north of El Cajon is, uh, that's University Heights too, north of El Cajon. What part of town are we in right now? East Village is maybe I think what they're calling it nowadays. East Village. Yeah. And then we're going to get we're going to get breakfast because I haven't eaten yet. I haven't eaten. Um, and whose whose restaurant is this? This is Drew Ben's new place. Uh huh. Newest place. It's inside Mod Bomb. This he's does Sonoran barbecue. Ooh. They took over the space, I think it was like Amplified Ill Works, but the acid vault's still downstairs. Mm-hmm. So now they're actually serving some great food. So it's his own kitchen that runs, shares the same space. Ooh. Yeah. Super yums. Can I, can I buy you a plate since you're plugging me in with them? Uh, yes. I'm never going to say no to <laughs> food or free food. Hey, hey. <laughs> Even if I just ate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, like, yeah. I can make room. Sure, no problem. Then, then let's go. Let's, uh, let's get in here. I'm about this. Three minutes later. Hi. Hi. Hey, hey. Hey. How's it going? Good, good. Um, uh, I think should we put some seats over here. We'll be a little closer than the one player That'll be awesome. Yeah. This is perfect. Drew, Parker Edison, Parker Edison, Drew Bent. Hello. Pleasure to meet you. Drew, where, where are we right now? We are sitting in East Village um, at a co branded space called Mod Bomb and Popolo. Um, Mod Bomb is. And basically an art space, if you will. Um, it's the brainchild of a wonderful lady named Aubrey Miller. She started the Acid Vault. I know Aubrey. Yeah. She started the Acid Vault. Tiny Nightmare. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, that basically floated Amplified Aleworks for mm-hmm. a while. Uh, you know, Poets Underground, uh, drag shows... Jazz night, jazz night's my favorite night, as a matter of fact, mm-hmm. uh, Mondays, mm-hmm. um, really became what this place became known for. What's Popolo mean? It's an herb that by itself can be a little polarizing, maybe mm-hmm. a little bit, not for everybody, but in harmony and balance, it is just beautiful. It brings a certain umami, it brings this slightly medicinal flavor that is just so wonderful and lovely. Uh, it also has Papa in it. When I'm looking for a name, it was like, 
I was looking for something that would be easy, you know, phonetically. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's Popolo. Wait, um, wait, yeah, go ahead. Quick, quick tangent. Yeah. A, your 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 staff just brought out the the burger, the breakfast burger. Yeah. Uh, Drew, what the oh, fuck, bro? <laughs> what? They're so incredibly tasty. I'm angry right now. <laughs> um, I'm sitting here with Andrew. Andrew, you gotta take a bite of this. And yeah, yeah. I, know. I don't know what I ordered, but there's a lot of stuff here. <laughs> yeah. You ordered a few things and a few other things came out too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, there's two parts to Popolo, right? Uh-huh. It's phase one, which is get people hooked on our barbecue. Mm-hmm. Give them brisket, give them ribs, give them the things that they are expecting and hoping for. Give mm-hmm. them a burger, give them these things that just really can get them to to come back and fall in love with us and trust us right 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 from there phase two is a whole animal program Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, i'm in talks with perennial pastures uh, whole beef as they like to say Mm -hmm. and then thompson ranch is whole pig and so phase two of popolo is a is a menu running concurrent with our current barbecue offering Mm -hmm. and that is where this concept really takes flight in my opinion I'd like to ideally train the, the consumer over time to that brisket might not be available every day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You might show up and we might have liver and hoof and you know some brain, mm-hmm. but you trust us enough that you know it's gonna be great and it's, it's very good. And so the idea right now is to get everyone in with the, with the barbecue, have them enjoy the mm-hmm. barbecue that we were working on and then from there, have the whole animal program roll out side by side with this. And over time, my theory is that the whole animal stuff will dwarf the regular barbecue menu. Like like a big switch, but not maliciously. Correct, correct. (laughs) It's getting people to understand that this is the more sustainable model. This is the more um, thoughtful way of of eating meat, right? I mean... And and I've heard that you have a policy that works towards no waste. Yes. Is there a pizza pop-up? Correct. We do we do pizza pop-up. So the, the team and I devised this idea of going into a zero-waste model and making pizzas. We have this beautiful wood-fire pizza oven here mm-hmm. that we inherited at the space. Um, and one of my key guys is uh, been trained by a master pizzaiolo, mm-hmm. and he makes... I think the best Napolitano-style dough anywhere. For example, we have chicken. We, we, we take chicken and we we have a fried chicken sandwich. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we like to portion that out nicely. But then there are these pieces that just don't make the cut because they're just either too small or maybe the, maybe it's too large. We cut off an ounce and a half off of the piece. Well, we don't want to throw that stuff away, but but there's also, we serve lots of pickles. Mm-hmm. What do you do with the leftover pickle juice that's already, well, you can throw the chicken in there. And oh. so you brine the chicken. That right. chicken goes becomes mole barbecue chicken pizza. Right. Right. And so we creatively utilize, or if, like last week, one of our, our new guys messed up the rice. Mm-hmm. It happens, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm not just going to throw it away. Right. We're going to make albondigas. Okay. So we made albondigas pizza. So, uh, you know, and I had some pork liver left over from the whole hog from the grand opening event. So I took the pork liver, some ground brisket, the rice, made made meatballs, put that on pizza. And it was like, it tasted like albondigas soup. You know, in the sense of Mod Bomb being a, like a creative space for artists in a lot of ways, I'm an artist. Popolo is is my business but it's it's my art right and Mm -hmm. so it's a space where a lot of art it's kind of a hotbed for the arts in general so 
uh, it's really amazing to be here and to be doing, you know, launching my business, um, at least the, the fully realized version of the business here. So, The fast food 99 cent menu is fiscally symbiotic. Big businesses unload low quality or overstocked ingredients on lower income customers. Restaurants like Popolo are focusing more on humans instead of achieving capitalist money goals. For Drew, it's, quote, all about a journey of complex flavors. It's an art, borderless cuisine, end quote. On the surface, Drew's just barbecuing, but low-key, he's doing society a service. Organic farm-fresh foods are a little more expensive, but healthier food causes you less health problems. Medicine costs more than food, so if you think about it, Drew's quality food might be saving us money in medical fees. See the perks of Drew's good choices? I was recently working with a photographer friend of mine. My friends tend to know a little something about everything, and I was smart enough to hit the record button during our convo. Hey, uh, what's your name and where are we? My name is Nico, and we're in San Diego, California. And we are at a pizza shop in Golden Hill. Shout out Luigi's. (laughs) (laughs) One of the L's. Ew. I I had to get a slice because, you know, I I was powerfully hungry. And you suggested we go to a market and grab something a little healthier for you. And uh, while we were there, you were kind of milling around. And I remembered you said this thing about sometimes you'll build anticipation or even envision a meal before you eat it. You remember mm-hmm, that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, can you can you kind of run that back for me? Well, it's funny you say anticipation because uh, you think a lot about when you go out to eat. Mm-hmm. Most of the food you're eating, it's not much different than what you would eat at home, but for some reason it, it always tastes kind of more elevated or better. Um, and I think a lot of that comes down to the fact that like you're waiting for it <laughs> and you like you read it on the menu and you're like oh this is gonna have you know roasted beets and carrots and it's gonna be glazed and so you're kind of salivating thinking about what's to come I think that's why everyone loves Christmas so much you wait for it so <laughs> like the second it's over it's like you're already waiting for the next one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but yeah that anticipation builds and um you know, what you put inside your body is an extension of how you feel about yourself. So one of the ways to reverse engineer that is by being more intentional about what you're putting in your body. Food doesn't just appear like someone grew it somewhere, somehow by a lot of time and a lot of energy, something, a lot of different things happened for, you know, this avocado to be like sitting here in my hands like ready to be eaten mm-hmm. perfect like perfectly ripe that doesn't that you know that doesn't just happen and we're disconnected in the sense that like we don't really think about that kind of sounds like what you're saying is that the diet is more than just the food yeah absolutely it's like diet is more than just the food that we eat it's our thoughts our emotions our behaviors the people we surround ourselves with the the things that we ingest like visually uh you know the films we watch the books we read all of it is in some way it's all inside you in this like kind of weird strange way you know 
that's that's crazy. I joke with you not. I never thought about that to this minute. That I'm like, mm-hmm. if I'm in a if I'm if I'm scared or I'm depressed, then I don't want to eat. Mm-hmm. So my feelings are part of my diet in that way. Mm-hmm. And then you know when I'm when I'm happy or you know I might eat cake. And so mm-hmm. the, the way I feel fully plays a part into the diet process. The food that we put in our bodies is for fuel. You hear that a lot. Like it's to be broken down and processed and made into like ATP energy, right? And so if you're in an emotional space where you're processing a lot, then there's kind of like the machine is is full like the mm-hmm. the printer is jammed mm-hmm. like you can't the queue is like overloaded so mm-hmm. you're putting food in and and like most of the time you can't even digest it because you're just so wound up and um i guess that's like the best way to describe it wow and especially if you're eating like processed foods that you know were synthesized in a lab Mm. Your body's like, what the hell is this? Like, right. and where do we put it? And right. so it's kind of confused. It makes total sense. It lines up to what you're saying, where you're like, the way you do one thing is the way you're going to do everything. Mm-hmm. So if you if you do care about what you're eating, then you do care about the way that you get your money for it. And you do care about how you sleep. Yes. And I see. I see the yes. trickle down effect of it. I see. Diet is all the ideas that we think in action. Our location, our goals, fuel, direction. It decides our territory, where we'll settle. It's so much more than what we consume at our dinner table. Perhaps we should treat it more like a vibe. Meditate on it. Make it more intentional. Take a sec. Sit with that. I'm going to hit a quick break, and when we come back, you'll hear how a rapper eats when he's touring internationally. Hang out. Stay tuned for more of the PEP. In 2023, hip-hop is turning 50 years old, and there's no better way to celebrate this monumental anniversary than by playing the Questions Hip-Hop Trivia Game, based on the acclaimed live event turned online show and podcast of the same name. The Questions Hip-Hop Trivia features 300 cards to challenge and entertain everybody from casual listeners to the most die-hard liner note reading rap nerds. The Questions Hip-Hop Trivia, Available wherever you get games and books, or order yours at www.questionshiphop.com. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. And now back to the PEP. Okay. Okay, Lou. Hey, episode five? All right, let's get into the meat. Everything's been fire up until now, but this, this is one of those moments. 
I listened to this cat's album religiously. I vividly remember running his verses while walking around American University in Washington, D.C. President, I would not carry all no spare change. I would just rearrange the whole government structure. Yeah, yeah. If you know, you know. Rap group The Far Side has been around the world on multiple tours. In fact, I believe they just got back from a stint across the pond. I ran into him at an event out here in Southern California. Shout out my guys, 60 East and Thop Fest. Appreciate you, Playboy. And they tore the stage down. And right after, this gentleman was kind enough to do an interview with me. We dig into his rap pedigree, some of his work history, and of course, how he eats. Who are you and what do you do for a living, sir? Who am I? I'm the son of Suzanne Wilcox, son, grandson of Woodrow Reed. I was born in Compton, California. I'm an adventurer. I'm a music maker. I'm a musician. I'm a magician. I love life and I'm a grandfather and a father and a poet and a brother and a friend. My mama called me Imani. My sons call me daddy. My lady called me daddy. <laughs> my, grand, my granddaughter called me Papa. A lot of people call me Citizen Strange. Some people call me Uncle Imani. Some people call me the Phantasmagorical, the Oracle. You know what I'm saying? Hey. Cult leader of one. You already know. Cult leader of one. Hey, hey, respect, respect. With such an illustrious career, man, do you have a favorite piece in your catalog? No, I just have different emotions that are connected to the catalog, but it can't be a favorite, but I have different emotions because I was a different person at different times and I was making music. And some of my more popular uh, compositions is uh, the Bizarre Ride and Lab Cabin, but there's a whole lot of like music out there, whether it's with hieroglyphics that we didn't posse up and did music, or if it's with Tarak over here, over here, or if it's with Blue, or if it's with Fat Lip and Trey right nowadays. I mean, I don't stop making music, and I got a whole scenario over here. Weird science, you know what I'm saying? About to drop some stuff. Weird and strange, hitting you real soon. Keep your ear to the street so you can hear the beat. Uh, hey, and, and I got to ask this because you just mentioned Souls of Mischief. Is it true that there was going to be a, a Far Side Souls of Mischief combo album at some time? No, nah, we did it. I mean, we didn't actually do the whole full length, but there's uh, there's singles out there. I'm about to go do my homework. I'm about to dig that up. And and also, the Far Side, just classic material, and it doesn't always get all the credit I think it deserves it being in that same place as uh, The Chronic or as these seminal L.A. albums. But there seems like there was a rift at one time that split L.A. right down the middle between what was happening with The Chronic and gangster rap and the movement that you were a part of, which is... I think the riff looked like that from afar. You know how things change, situations change, the closer, the further you pull out of something, it looks one way, but when you get closer and closer and closer, we were totally intermingled, you feel me? We just not gangsters, we don't wear khakis, but them is our people, you feel me? It's LA. You probably grew up with some gangsters, but that don't mean I gotta be gangster, but I still love my gangster homies. And we was connected to uh, Tone Loke because of our manager. You already know Tone Loke is like from the streets, so we was with Tone, <laughs> you feel me? And we went on tour with Ice Cube, like that was one of our first tours when Ice Cube was solo, and we was opening up for Ice Cube. We was all intermingling in the places where it was popping because we was all trying to be seen or trying to get heard or trying to network or trying to make it, get it, you know what I mean? Get out, get, get, get out of our situation. We just never needed to be like gangster because we was ourselves. So we was not, you know, some people was faking the funk because it was a thing to do, but we, we, we couldn't, we couldn't really do that. You feel me? I'm a huge fan of the catalog. You know, I studied these records. 
and always wanted to know if the track Jigaboo Time was kind of a nod to Robert Townsend's Hollywood Shuffle. Of course, that's one of the movies that helped shape where we stood in the world. Like we felt like he was talking our language. The name of the group was almost True Jigaboo, <laughs> but all of our elders were like, that's a horrible name we ought to go with. <laughs> that's just what it was. It was just like, it felt like it was a big game or a big club and you feel me? And it's like, no matter what you do to try to rise above it, you, you still end up being a part of it. Like, you know, like, and I'm no disrespect nobody, like, but like X-Clan or Public Enemy or, you know, uh, Dead Prez even. It's like, you got to get into bed with like the enemy almost to get your message out there. You feel me? Fully. We looked at that and was like, okay, how do we do it? They love it when you're dancing and when you're laughing and, and they'll kind of like go along with you and they won't take you so serious. But if you like run back any of the subject matter of what we was talking about, I mean, that record was like groundbreaking ahead of the game just as far as the topics that we were dealing with. I just caught you cats in Ontario, California, and, and you were all over the stage for 45 minutes straight. Maybe, right. maybe four seconds you stood still. But the rest of the 44 minutes, you was active. And I, I wanted to talk to you about your diet. I haven't eaten no beef and like hell along with chicken since I had my kids. My kids are like, my youngest son is 25. My oldest son is 28. I haven't had no beef and no chicken since I had, since I've been a father. I do stuff until I'm done with it. So I got it out of my system, I guess. I'm, uh, sometimes I don't even be eating, dog. I mean, I, I don't, I eat when my body be like, yo. We running low on fuel. As someone who's literally traveling around the world, man, how do you maintain your diet? Like in these in, in these strange places that you may or not have been to before. Hey, it's Indian food everywhere. You feel me? Or I can always find some avocados and some tomatoes. I can get a, a bottle of a jar of peanut butter or almond butter and just get some crackers. So I'm I'm real simple, man. Got you. Got you. Did you really do the choreography for Michael Jackson in one of the videos? No, I didn't do the choreography. What happened was I was taking my homegirl to an audition. I was like, I'm going to audition too. And I made it into the video for Remember the Time. And uh, some of the moves that they were doing was some of the moves that I did in the audition to, to get the position. That's how I made money before I was a rapper. I used to be in videos and dancing behind rappers and behind people. I wasn't like guy, guy video and like Bobby Brown videos and, and New Edition and like hella videos. And I used to dance on In Living Color. I was like the fly guy. Me and my partners, we used to dance on In Living Color because we knew Rosie Perez. So the Michael Jackson video, that was the last video that I ever did. And because I was doing demo tapes with the bar side at the time and I, I, I started rapping. Respect. Hey, where can people find you? Where do you want people to look you up? Find me on IG, and uh, that's where I'll be at the most. You can find me on IG, Imani, I-M-A-N-I underscore C-A-N, Imani Can. Hey, brother, thank you. This is this is so major to me, man. I'm, I'm beyond a fan for what you do, B. I appreciate you so much for taking the time to do this, man, honestly. For me, the food I eat has always been connected to my economic status at the time. Usually, steak, scallops, blueberries, Things like that are for special occasions. I'm getting out of that thinking. Like Nico's concept, I'm altering the reality that leads to the food I eat. Maybe if I eat more of the foods that make me happy, I'll be happier. Not the worst experiment to try. Hmm. I'm gonna close this show 
Well, actually, the only way I can. Let me get a call back. Hold up. My name is uh, Imani from the world famous, the fantastic, the phenomenal far side, the ghetto oracle, the fantastic oracle. And I want y'all to listen to my tune. It's called Aqua Boogie Feature, my man Cold Train, produced by Computer J. Supreme when I dream is when I feel most alive. Dive in, mind in, overdrive, move like a leaf in the wind. Get away clean in the end. We get away clean in the end. We acting on laws of attraction when the music starts. It's when the magic happens. Wish it starts to happen. Wish it starts to happen. When you hold on to passion, lasting passion, blazing, laughing. Things will never be the way they used to be. And that's cool with me. Things will never be the same way. And I'm cool with that. Cool with that. Don't think I'm weak. Don't think I'm weak, cause I show kindness when I speak Kinda unusual, music you ain't used to My music is dark, black, and beautiful Say it Myself in the dark, the spark dark. With both eyes closed, I still see sparks. Everything I survey has roots in the unseen. Step into the space hatch with J. I light green. Go deep as a submarine. The waters are so serene. This place is just a frequency. Just a sea. Thanks for stopping in. Parker Edison Project is produced and hosted by yours truly, Parker Edison, and the good people at Platform Collection. Be sure to subscribe and catch the next episode on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you have any comments or questions, visit the ParkerEdisonProject.com and please, please leave a review so people can see what you think of the show. My guy Chris Reyes is our head editor. Adrian Villalobos is media production specialist. Lisa Jane Morissette is director of audio programming and operations. And John Decker is senior director of content development. This programming is made possible in part by the KPBS Explore Content Fund. And I love saying that because it reminds me of Sesame Street. Seriously, y'all stay safe out there.